You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. For more interviews and stories, visit chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Four, three, two, one. listening to Chirp Radio 107.1 FM, and I am sitting down with Paul Cherowick, otherwise known as Paul Cherry. Thanks for coming in, man. Thank you for having me, Andrew. So I wanted to ask you, first of all, about your name. So is Paul Cherry just a stage name, or is it also a character? The reason that I started going by Paul Cherry is mostly because I didn't really want to give the credit to my dad for, like... If I ever got successful, it's kind of spiteful. He was completely unsupportive in terms of anytime I want to do art or music. Like, he was very rejecting of that. My mom was really, like, totally loved it. My dad was really, really not into it. I don't think my last name is bad, but my last name, Cherwick, does mean worm in Ukrainian. <laughs> and then my friend who's Russian told me that Cherwick, which is pronounced like Cherviek, it means like shoe or boot shoe or in boot. Russian. So my last name means like worm or boot. And my dad, I didn't really want to give him the credit. And I just thought that cherry was like bubbly and nice. And uh, when I was like first making my music, I was just experimenting and I was doing some crazy stuff. And I think that got turned into people thinking I was a character, but really it was more of me just like finding out who I was. Would you describe them as two different personalities? Um, it used to be more like that. And now I think when I reapproached what I was doing for this new album, I definitely wanted to shift more to what I'm really thinking and really feeling more close to my emotions than I did when I made my first album. So my first album was a huge distancing from my emotions, rejection, rejection of like everything because I went to music school and I rejected almost everything from that to make a DIY lo-fi rock album. And this is on top. Yeah. And then after rejecting it for so much time, I started to miss being emotionally in touch with myself. And I, w I knew that there would be a lot of hard work to do that. And I love like really hard work. And I know that like the work to become a great person and who knows themselves and is fully aware, there's like a lot of hard work that goes into that. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'm down to dig for that because I think it'll make my music better. And I think it did. Yeah, well, that is so interesting that you say that because I was wondering, because you took like almost a three or four year gap between On yeah. Top and this new record, Flavor, which is coming out in February. That's true. Is part of the reason that it took so long because you were sort of digging deep and sort of doing this emotional work? Totally, exactly the reason. It was kind of like a three, what well, was a year of after my first one come, came out, everybody around town seemed to dig it and I was doing shows and I wasn't like that worried about making a follow up. And then as soon as I went down to go make one, I was like, what am I really interested in? And it took me like two years after that to like develop and write a bunch of songs that I'd scrap, like scrapping, scrap, scrap, scrap every song a hundred times. And then finally getting to a place where I like most of what I've got here, 
and it's been two years and I gotta get it out so I can do the next thing. I got your letter, I don't feel better. I got your letter, but I'm sending it back. How do you break the news like that? So I'm sending it back. I got your number, lay here and wonder. I want to follow up on something you said, which is find out what you're actually interested in. What did you discover you're actually interested in doing that work? Um, I really, I think what I discovered was that I wasn't so into like bold, loud art and music as I was into soft, sensitive attention to detail when the artist is yelling at you in a quiet way as opposed to literally yelling at you. I, w- I felt like I was on stage playing loud rock music being like, love me, you know, here I am, get it. And then as soon as I realized that that was kind of immature to me, it's like, I feel like it'd be so much cooler if I stepped on stage and the band was really slow or like chill, but the effect was just as loud. It definitely feels like you pulled, like you took your foot off the gas. There's a lot more ballads on here. It's a lot more sweet, although definitely a lot of, it feels like there's a lot of sadness and a lot of uh, grappling with the different ways that like love manifests uh, totally. in uh, modern life. Um, and I wanted to actually kind of talk about the new album a little bit, which is like, there's this recurring motif of the phone. And I was wondering where that came from or what that idea is about. This is my first full length record. And I want there to be like a full thought, concise idea, which was misconnection. I have this loud component to it, which is my girlfriend acting as though she's in somebody who's calling me to go on a date and I'm blowing her off, right? So that's the loudest way I could have pushed it through into the music was cutting these like silly little edited clips of my girlfriend acting like she wants to take me on a date and I'm blowing her off. And really I'm thinking of that more metaphorically like this is just a representation of a misconnection and then if you listen to the lyrics then you hear but from the very first song it's called hello again those are lyrics about trying to find somebody like a friend online on like a chat room or on facebook messenger and them not really getting back to you or if you listen to um like that the single like yesterday like those lyrics are all about love loss misconnection looking through my phone messages that I know I shouldn't send already sent. It just tumbles down that road. And then there's a song that's very late on the album called I See You. The chorus is, I see you when I open my eyes. Tears hit the screen of my phone as I swipe. And I'll delete you when the timing is right. But I still need a clear picture of you to see at night. When you kind of are breaking up with somebody, but you still have access to their social media accounts and you can kind of like look at their old profile pictures or their Instagram and you like miss them and you're like swiping and like seeing all their photos. posted a tweet that said the bachelor is my favorite sport do you watch the bachelor yes 
Can you tell? Can you give me your first impressions from the first episode? Do you watch The Bachelor? Yes, I do. Oh my <laughs> god! Well, okay, I made my picks. Right, I made my uh, picks. We do it like um, hometown picks, so we get the top four, our top four. And I want to be frank when I say that the way that my me and my my crew watch Bachelor, we do picks before, after the first episode, before the the season premiere, like five minute clip at the end. Because if you watch that five-minute clip, it reveals a lot more about who stays, right? right? right because right, it previews right. The, where they go, who's still there, gets camera time. So we stopped it right when the episode finished before that, and we made our picks. And my picks were Becca K, I think. With the, the young one? No, the long-haired the one. The long-haired one. The one that came out and like made him get on his knee. Oh, that you remember one. that? Yeah. Yeah. She w- she's my pick for number one for win. Then the villain girl, I think her name is Chelsea. Yeah. She's in my hometowns, even though I don't like her. She got the first impression rose, though. And exactly. That's a so that's, li- that's a loud sign. And I think she was the first one out of the limos. I think Chelsea was. I don't remember. Um, but that's also a sign. The first and last out of the limo is like a huge editing sign. And then I had Tia. I think her name's Tia. She's the Ravens friend from, you know, Nick's oh, Raven. Right. Yeah, yeah. The one from Arkansas. I just think yeah, like yeah. that is a formula that was proven to work on Nick's season. And the, the Arkansas and the fact that Raven will be on the show... That's just going to get her to hometowns. And then my mess up pick, who I regret, just because I honestly thought she was good looking, was Mikkel, the like wedding photographer. My girlfriend's really freaking good at bachelor guessing. She's the one who got me into bachelor. And classic. she was always like, the whole episode, she was like, nope, that's a piss poor pick. That's what she kept saying. <laughs> that's a piss poor choice. Mikkel, no, she's not going far. And I was like, come on, I believe in her. And then turns out after we hit play again and they do the series per- premiere or whatever like the preview there's not one shot of mikhail in there at all which leads me to believe that she's gonna get cut pretty soon let it be known paul cherry big bachelor fan yes (laughs) and i tweeted that today i think or last night uh yeah i can't remember i was i was uh, flipping through right before you came in and (laughs) i did his research (laughs) i'm definitely following up on this i love that um when's the album so the album's coming out in february do you have an official release date well, we actually just pushed it to March, and it's going to come out at the end of March, coming out on Field Trip Records, and I think we're going to be doing the release show down at the Virgin Hotels. I think that's Hell what yeah. it's going to be. Cool. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much for talking to us, Paul. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Find this and other interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Chirp Radio, hear what's next. And I'm wishing that you would stay. Could you love me one more day? And I'm looking inside.